Welcome back to the Craft Beer News and Reviews Podcast. The podcast that brings you the latest and greatest news and just interesting shit throughout the craft beer industry. And on the second half, of course, I am joined by my wife to review uh, a couple beers on every episode every week. Uh, this week's episode, again, is brought to you by Jake's Corner Lounge. Over there on 3rd Street in Bay City, Michigan. Over at Jake's, you can get, of course, the, the Big Dogs Bud Light, Miller Light, but also you can get your favorite uh, craft beer. They have craft beer on draft like KBS, M43, Shorts, uh, Obron. They also have Stella, uh, Donkalicious, Summer Shandy, uh, and Alaskan Amber, along with others. They rotate the taps. Really good place to get your latest and greatest beer. Also, on Sunday nights, they have Service Industry Night. It's every Sunday night from 9 p.m. to close. They have karaoke, all request DJ, half off draft beer, and half off well drinks. So head on over to Jake's Corner Lounge. All right, today on the podcast, I'm going to cover... A lot of topics. Some of them uh, cover in the in the great state where I am from in Michigan. We also talk Brute IPA, the style. Uh, I have a science article. I have some release news and other fun stuff. So uh, hang with me. Let's have some fun. Let's talk some news and then let's review some beers. So let's get to it. Let's talk news. Alright, my first article, I want to talk about my home state, the great state of Michigan, and what we have to offer in craft beer. So, northernmichiganescapes.com released seven great northern Michigan craft breweries. This is a great article that I just wanted to share because uh, it gets me excited to head up north, right? It is the season or getting close to the season. I mean, we're, we got a few days, you know, in the 60-degree weather over here. So that means, like, camping season, traveling up north, just vacation time is closely approaching. So this article is a great opportunity to take some notes, write down some of these breweries that you can go to in the northern part of Michigan. Great sightseeing. These cities that they have listed are also great just to to travel in, have some beer, have some food, also have some relaxing time in the great outdoors by some of these lakes, some of these locations, you know, it's just awesome where these breweries are. So the first one is Beards Brewing in Petoskey. Founded in 2012, they have created over 100 tasty recipes over the years. Recently, they moved from their original location to a new space on Lake Street overlooking Little Traverse Bay. So they now have 24 tabs and offer a wide variety of food options to pair with the beverages, to pair with their tabs. They have a, a website you can check everything out, and it's always a lot going on. They have events and concerts. The next one to check out, you can do a long, long pub crawl, pub, I guess you don't want to say driving tour. So you're going to have to devote a day, maybe two, to each one of these because they are spaced out through northern Michigan. So the next one, Lake Charlevoix Brewing in Charlevoix uh, with tap shape like the historic Red Charlevoix South Pier Light Station. Lake Charlevoix Brewing Company represents their roots with two tap rooms in northern Michigan. Uh, Bridge Street Tap Room in Charlevoix and Boyne City Tap Room in Boyne City. The right easy, nice locations, a lot to do over in that region. So go check them out. The next one is in my favorite town, my home away from home. It is North Peak Brewing Company in Traverse City, right on the bay. So this one established in 1997. It's located 
in the Straub Brothers uh, section. It's it it's right downtown, right off of Main Street there. North Peak Brewing Company is a Northern Michigan staple. This sustainable focused company cares about taking care of their beautiful state. They live by the philosophy, give back to the environment, and Mother Nature will be good to you. And their company mantra is get outside with strong ties to our great state. They even brew beers for the big Michigan versus Michigan State rivalry fitting named Hale and Sparta. So that's their spiel on this article. But this is actually one of my favorite favorite breweries. And they not always used to be. I thought before they, they had, you know, more uh I mean with the IPA it was it was a little more bitter beer. Uh but they I think have altered their their recipes over the years where it's more balanced, you know, beers and also they distribute across the state. And they did mention the Hale and Sparta beers. I am more a Michigan fan but when it came to these two beers, the Sparta was just better. I, I, I talked to, you know, store owners here uh, in the city of Midland that I live in, and it was by far, it was like a three-to-one for purchases, the Sparta versus Hale. Hale was like a session uh, beers. I think it was like 4.2%. Sparta was up there in the mid-six uh, for an IPA, you know, Citra Forward, you know, kind of beer. It was really good. But North Peak, I have a whole collection of their cans I have on my shelf. Uh, they have all different styles. And their food, if you go there, is really good. And for the nightlife, if you go to the basement, they have a bar called Kill Kenny's. And it is always hopping You know, every weekend. Really a good time. Go check out North Peak. Next one is Petoskey Brewing Company in Petoskey. Located in Petoskey's old brewery that was built in 1898 and served Petoskey Sparkle Beer until 1915. So that brewery is rich just with history. Petoskey itself makes some great, great beers. And also they are distributed across Michigan. One of my favorite, I guess, big beers when you get into high alcohol is Horny Monk. And that is... I believe a Belgian, it is really good and balanced beer, has the high octane, and it's distributed across Michigan, or at least where I've seen, you know, in mid-Michigan here, also Mind's Eye, uh, or I-P-A, so E-Y-E-P-A. Those are really good beers, uh, really good uh, location as well. Go check them out. The next brewery in our seven great northern Michigan craft breweries is back to Traverse City at Right Right Brain Brewery. So this is another one that I have been to. It is, you know, a good setting for an even more laid-back kind of experience for, uh, you know, just hanging out. So with the article, with a seamlessly endless list of beer to choose from, Right Brain has a beer option for everyone who likes enjoying a cold brew. They have nearly 40 beers on tap all the time and constantly experimenting. I mean, they, they've thrown, like, what, I think pig heads in their beer. They always, they're always trying something, you know, a little different. And actually, just recently, maybe three, four months ago, they partnered and sold uh, a majority to Roke Brewing, uh, also in Michigan, to try to pair up to really help mass produce and distribute uh, their beer. But... The location is still up in Traverse City, and this is actually their second location. They had their first one right down in the warehouse district in Traverse City. They kind of outgrew that. You had you had to brew beer like in the basement. Uh, wasn't the best uh, setting. There is another, of course, uh, brewery in that, uh, but I think they had their eyes, you know, on the long on the long haul with distribution. So they moved. Uh, actually, is a solid probably 12, 13 minutes. Uh, directly south of downtown, so you know it's a little trek to get there, but it's it's well worth it. Uh, next one on this list is Shorts uh, in Bel Air. So this one I have been to again with some of these other ones. Of course, uh, I just love to get out and about. Some of these are really good. Like Shorts is a 
is a great location in the winter time. You know, uh, after skiing, we'll go head over there, check out their taps that they just have endless amount of beer. They love to experiment as well, but they are one of the bigger uh, movers and shakers here in Michigan with a variety of beer they distribute all across the great state. And this last brewery in the seven great northern Michigan craft breweries from northernmichiganescapes.com is Stig's. This one I have not heard of. So this is in Boyne City, located in historic building in beautiful downtown Boyne City. Stig's has over 30 beers on tap. They use locally scored ingredients for their custom handcrafted beers. So it sounds like they you know, have some great experimental beers, something to go check out. I for sure will because I'm heading up there, I think, in June. So that'll be on my list. So awesome stuff. Awesome. Just, I mean, just a great article, really, because if you're a Michigan listener, local listener, and that is the one thing in summertime, you always try to find yourself going up north just to relax and have a good time. So take note of this. You can even follow us um, on Twitter to get this article as well. And, you know, have some fun. Go travel and explore and try these awesome breweries and these really good beers. Next article is from Home Brewers Association. This is about brew IPA style. So it is becoming very popular. And now there are some... I guess high-profile guys taking their first attempt at a style description of the Brute IPA. So this article has Brute IPA style description 1.0. So they obviously know it's going to change a little bit, but since this style seems to be here to stay, they want to try to get something, you know, some standard for it so then it can be evaluated by the BJCP or the Brewers Association to really make it an official, you know, category for, you know, competitions. So let's go through it. Overall impression, it's a very pale, very dry, uh, similar to IPA. It's just a little drier, very pale, usually highly hopped with aromatic hops, but with far less uh, bitterness. The aroma, moderate to intense hop aroma featuring one or more characteristics of American or New World hops. Those include citrus, floral, uh, piney hops, spicy, tropical fruit, stone fruit, berry, melon. Uh, A new American or New World hop characteristic is acceptable. They either um, add hops during flame out, so you get the, the more hop oil, and or during Whirlpool, dry hopped, or both. Some champagne styles may incorporate fruit aromatics from additions to the actual fruit, you know, while, you know, making the beer. So, um, you know, I can see that, that, you know, it's a kind of a broad, you know, description for this uh, version 1.0. So I can see them maybe narrowing this down just a little bit, but it's, it's not a fine, it's not, it's not a bad start there. For that description. So let's go down to appearance. So they're saying very pale to light golden in color. With those IPAs that add fruit, you're going to see reflect the fruit color, but is usually very pale. So white to off white foam. Um, it's going to be highly carbonated. Again, I've, I've seen this, you know, really referenced to champagne. So you're going to have that, you know, that, that large head and that high carbonation so clarity can range from brilliant to moderately hazy so even that is a little broad uh, range as well going down to flavor so initial flavor should primarily reflect the hop oils or added fruit so grape citrus tropical and stone fruit flavors they're common while bitterness should be restrained so low bittering hops will be exaggerated by the very dry finishing gravity, as well as, uh, you know, the acid. So, you know, it shouldn't be aggressively, you know, bitterness. Uh, one would kind of maybe uh, categorize it or make it close to a West Coast style American IPA. Malt flavor 
is all but absent caramel or juicy sweetness in the flavor. Uh, next, let's go down to mouthfeel. So body should be light to very light and along with a high carbonation. Should lend a champagne-like quality. Alcohol may be high with a sensation of sparkling wine-like uh, volatility, but should not be hot or harsh. All right, so that is a little bit of a background on the Brute IPA style and the first swing at getting a descript description down on this category. So pretty cool just to see how this is going to kind of shape over the next few months as they really try to get this, you know, a category. Uh, really, really cool. I got to dive into this a little more. Uh, with this description that I keep, you know, reading about with these, uh, you know, I'm on the fence. So I, I don't care for highly carbonated, so this might even keep me out. But I do love the more hop aroma, you know, in an IPA, so that might bring me back in. So I really look forward to seeing how this new style takes shape. This next article is the science behind why you drink more at a cookout. So I think maybe episode, maybe one of the first episodes, uh, I, I, you know, every once in a while I'll bring out, you know, some kind of weird article that some university tried to put some science behind beer drinking or what have you with even making beer. This is another one. Uh, so, aside from the fact that your friends spring for the best local craft brews, science may have just uncovered another reason you keep reaching for another beer or one after the other. And this one has nothing to do with your willpower. So, from this article in research presented at the American Psycholo Psychological Society annual meeting, so this is straight legit at their at their annual meeting. Scientists at Penn State College of Medicine gave mice a number of different ways to eat. Some binged on high-fat foods, other ate normally, and gave them access to alcohol. What the hell? <laughs> these oh, these little rats, I don't know, Mickey and you know, Minnie just hanging out, binging. Uh they found that mice who binge on high-fat foods also drink more alcohol. So that is how they're tying it to the cookouts. When you have a high-fat content food, that might activate the same circuitry in your brain as binging on alcohol. So if you're at a, you know, you're at a, you're at a cookout, maybe it's maybe it's hot dogs, a bunch of hot dog eaters. Uh, that might, you know, highly fatty, you know, probably more salt, uh, you know, in those hot dogs as well, opposed to maybe you have some lean meat that, uh, maybe you won't drink as much. So that is really where they're going to tie that together. You know, I say, you know, it's a, when you're hanging out, it's just almost just routine. Just keep bringing that can, bringing that glass up, taking a drink and just, you know, BSing with your friends is always a good time. But maybe it's just the way we were wired. You know, it's not my fault. I had seven beers. It was my brain. <laughs> Good stuff. Some more local news. Bell's Brewery adds distribution in Nevada and Wyoming. So Bell's Brewery is proud to announce it's just its new, distribu uh, new distributor partnership in the great states of Wyoming and Nevada. Six distributors will bring Bell's entire portfolio as seasonals available to Wyoming in April. Five distributors will help bring Bell's entire portfolio to Nevada in June. So that is pretty cool. Bell's growing even more. So Bell's Further further in the article, Bell's added eight states to its distribution network 
in 2018. So they added Connecticut, Maine, Massachusetts. I can't drink a beer before this. Uh, <laughs> New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Vermont, New Jersey, and Colorado. So Wyoming will bring Bell's distribution footprint to 40 total states. And Nevada's number 41. And Bell's also distributes to Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. Wow, this is pretty cool stuff. Bell's just distributing everywhere. They are, I mean, one of my favorite, favorite breweries. I love the Two-Hearted. Oberon isn't a thing. It's an event every year. Um, Same thing with Hop Slam. I mean, they really know how to make a good quality beer. I mean, with Hop Slam, you know, they have their release. They moved that up this year in January. Oberon was just released about a week ago, and I finally had my first one, uh, was it Saturday? And it is more, uh, you know, that citrus orange, you know, forward flavor. It is going to be a killer summertime beer, but they have, you know, their amber, um, you know, I love that. Just a lot of beers, a lot of good ones to pick from, so I can see why they're growing so much. So really good news coming out of the state of Michigan and out of Bell's Brewery. Couple quick hitters right here is a couple releases to I I want to mention, you know, maybe introducing more releases on the podcast. I'm gonna keep it to some of the bigger you know, national ones that are distributed more. So I got a couple here with Dogfish Head. Dogfish Head Craft Brewery releases 2019 Activity Box. So there, as they put it, as the warm weather rolls in, Dogfish Head raises a can to toast the upcoming season sweat sensational activities. So basically it's a good variety box with some summertime beers. So go check it out. They always, they're another one that, I mean, they're mass distributed, a really big brewery, but they, they tinker a little more. They have some really good, you know, really good beers to try. Another release is Left Hand Brewing. They're releasing Flamingo Dreams Nitro Berry Blonde Ale. So on a previous podcast, I reviewed a Left Hand Brewing beer. So I wanted to mention them being that they're, you know, I think top, what, top 15 top 10 brewery in the country so it's flocking here left hand brewing company is introducing flamingo dreams nitro a year-round nitro beer that's the first of its kind bursting with raspberries and black currants and ready to jam this berry blonde ale pours a striking pink so it's 4.7 percent abv and it's super smooth refreshing as they say berry burst that is one for the pool side, as they put it. So I'm going to be looking for that. You know, some berry beers, you can give them to the, to the wife or, you know, even me and myself floating around the pool. It's always good and refreshing to sip on some of those lighter fruit beers. So looking forward to that. But a couple releases here on Craft Beer News and Reviews Podcast. Next article is titled The Secrets to a better foam beer. So this one is more aimed at the home brewer, but also it just helps the everyday listener, everyday drinker to have a little bit of an understanding of what is foam, how do you get it, how it's important. So from the article, there's nothing like the look of a creamy head on a home brewed stout or the lace on a glass of a, a Belgian air, but Beer foam isn't just about appearance. The bubbles from your beer impact carbonation level, aroma, flavor, and body. Yeah, and even from you know our reviews, there is a difference. I mean, depending on the glass you pour in, how you pour it, that smell and overall feel of the beer, you know, it it is affected. So, um, you know, that's that's something you learn about more and more, you know, about beer and when you're our home brewer. So, carrying on with this, so beer foam is a complicated and far from understood phenomenon. So, 
What is foam? In short, foam is a dispersion of relatively large amounts of gas and what is really a small amount of liquid. And, you know, it doesn't happen spontaneously. It needs some kind of energy like an agitation that allows the bubbles to form and rise in the beer. Getting different foam is, one way to do it is choose the right malt when making your beer. Malts high in proteins and dextrin enhance the body and head retention of a beer because the proteins act as a structural component in foam. So that is one of the key players in how to change your uh, foam and head, I guess, profile. Another one, as you're home brewing, is adjust your mass schedule. So head retention depends on the level of proteins in your wort. So any step in the mash that breaks down the proteins will negatively affect your beer's foam stability. So as they have an example here, the, the typical protein rests at 120 to 140F is used to break up proteins, which might cause chill haze and it can improve and can improve head retention. However, this rest should only be used when you use moderately modified malts or fully modified malts with over 25% of all malted grain. Uh, so interesting. Next, hops. So for all the hop heads, it is a good news because help or <laughs> hops helps hops. Hops help with foam stability. So as mentioned, you know, the bitterness from hops will hold the bubbles together longer. So this is, you know, with your IPAs, you can see that that foam head stay around for a little longer and, and create, you know, a nice head, a great presentation, and, you know, just really a good, you know, mouthfeel. The next in... The next in what affects beer foam is a nitro mix. So, you know, some beers are carbonated and poured with nitrogen. So if it's done regular, you know, carbonation, CO2, it's re relatively soluble in beer and doesn't really promote formation of bubbles as well as nitrogen. So nitrogen is less soluble. It tends to leave the beer and go directly to the foam. So that is another way that it affects the beer and also helps give it that creamy, thick mouthfeel. And the last, I guess I already mentioned, is glassware. So the glassware you choose can influence the head formation and retention. A tall, narrow glass is a good choice because it minimizes exposure to ambient air and reduces the ability for CO2 to escape. So that's one thing to note when pouring your beer or just, you know, when you're grabbing a beer even out of your, or grabbing a beer and a glass, you know, out of your kitchen, you know, take a, take a second to get that thought there. See what, uh, what kind of presentation, how you want to affect your beer, the taste, smell, overall experience. So those are a few things that are the secrets to better beer foam. Last article at the Craft Beer News and Reviews podcast is one from Brewbound. So last, as it says, last call. Deschutes, so a major player in the craft beer industry here, Deschutes, unlikely to build Virginia Brewery in 2021. So very interesting because... They, they really had, I mean, they really had the game plan to go out there. They actually bought 49 acres of land for $3.2 million to have that East Coast presence. So Deschutes, Deschutes was, you know, it's, it's over on the West Coast there in Oregon or Bend, Oregon. That's where their headquarters. So they notified the city that their design plans and drawings for the proposed production brewery they cannot meet it by august 31st 2020 nor will they meet their deadline to begin construction on june 30th 2021 so that is kind of big news you know coming out of Deschutes that that changes uh you know what they're doing what they're do doing going ahead because in their i guess in the quotes is 
they wanted to make sure they were financially sound and healthy. So performance and being financially healthy before they broke ground. So this might be related to some of the financials that I went over in some of the previous podcasts that uh, craft beer is kind of slowing down. There's still, I mean, growth, especially, you know, when you got a big brewery and mass distributed like uh, Deschutes is. Still growth is, you know, hanging out at 5%. Maybe they just didn't feel as, you know, sound in their in their plan, in their expansion. And it looks like they're pumping the brakes here a little bit. So it's very interesting. One of my uh, favorite IPAs actually comes out of Deschutes and also their Stout uh, or their Porter. Very good beer. Uh, but pretty big news in the craft beer industry here is Deschutes pumping the brakes, not moving out to the East Coast. All right, welcome back to the Craft Beer News and Reviews Podcast. Now, of course, with the second half of the podcast, we do reviews, and I am joined by my wife again, like every week, Ashley. How you doing? What's up? What's going on? I haven't seen you in in, in a minute. I know. We've been busy parents lately, running around, taking care of the kiddos. Yeah, and I mean, today, I mean, I, I had a beer before the beer, so it's like, like a, a, the you shirt. Had a beer before the beer? That's not fair. Well, this is the, the review portion, but yeah, I had a beer before the beer, like a shirt before the shirt. Is that a thing, right? Isn't oh, that a thing? Man, that's the shirt before the shirt. That's yeah. Jersey Shore, man. That's my favorite show. So I had a beer before the beer because today was um, our son's first baseball uh, practice, you know, for the you know 2019 season, and I'm the coach, and so it was a really good day if it wasn't a good day then i have a beer anyway because it wasn't a good day so either way it's either the good beer or a a bad beer i guess i don't know but so that's what i'm just ready for the podcast because uh i guess i pre-game for this (laughs) i know i didn't get in on any pre-gaming here i keep it incognito you know i have different beers in the i guess in the man cave fridge that's hidden in a closet that uh only I keep inventory on, I guess. I don't know. Was I supposed to do a shot or something before I go take the kids to bed? or? Yeah, keg stand. How, how do I sneak this? I don't know. I don't know. So that's that's just setting up for what's going to be a great review, right? That's what we have two beers for the review. One coming from almost our hometown <laughs> of Traverse City. I'm at home away from home. What about you? What um, I really love North Peak. Uh, it's one of my favorite breweries. We, we're really partial to going to Mackinac Brew Company in um, Traverse Which City. Which we are members. I don't want to... We're Mug Club members. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a big deal. But um, <laughs> beyond that, I'd say North Peak is our, our number two. We love their beer and they have great food. And this sounds like an advertisement for North Peak or Traverse City. No, I just... Uh, our love of the of the city. Home it, away from home. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And... I mean, yeah, Mac and I were both brew pub members, and I've, I've tried, and I think I have failed. I think we're up to like seven times of like, I, I, if I have anybody that goes, you know, some buddies that go up to to Traverse City and they, and they go to Mackinac, I try to get them to take a picture next to my plaque, hmm. my name that's up there. Not going for it. Not successful. But anyway, so we got that beer from North Peak in Traverse City, Michigan, as our first one, as our Michigan beer, like we do every week. Then our second beer is going to be a national one, and it is New Belgium Fat Tire Belgium White. So a little different variation, or actually totally different than Fat Tire. Uh, So we'll dive into that. But first, this podcast again is brought to you by Jake's Corner Lounge over there in Bay City on 3rd Street. Head over there. They have a plethora. I just added that to my vocabulary. Plethora of beers. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. I am just sounding smart right now, and I'm just going to walk around with a little bit of swag here of 
plethora of beers. Oh, boy. <laughs> and while you're there, maybe step outside and take the famous, almost iconic selfie over the, whatchamacallit, lights. Third Street Bridge. Third Street Bridge. Now, can I walk on that lights from one side to the other? No. Isn't that, I mean, a bridge, I know what a bridge is. That's what, I mean, I don't want to be science, but I can... Moving on. <laughs> All right. So, this podcast, again, brought to you by Jake's Corner Lounge. So, moving on to our first beer again. It is called Archangel Summer Wheat. Uh, it is a 5% uh, ABV beer, and the style is American Pale Wheat Ale. Now, what the hell do you think that is? As Or that's what I think you say, or thinking, right? What? Exactly. So, an American Pale Wheat Ale is an Americanized version of a Hefeweizen. These beers typically fall between pale straw and deep gold in color. Pale wheat ales are reminiscent of a Hefeweizen in appearance, unless filtered. Higher carbonation is proper as it's proper. That's like an old that's an old nineties rap term as proper. As its long lasting head and light to medium body. So German Weizen flavors. So a little bit of a little bit of your heritage, right? Aren't you? You got some German, yeah. Polish. No German. Okay, so you're gonna. This is gonna be in your blood here. Then you're gonna. I mean, kind of literally too, right? Science. Hmm. What? <laughs> All right. Hop character could be low or fairly high. What does that? That means anything. Okay. But most examples are moderate in bitterness. All right, enough of the yap. So is this kind of like an IPA only with like a wheat twist to it? Or what am no, I expecting? No, So more of a hef is going to be a lighter body. Um, a little lighter in the hops, you know, German flavor. A little higher carbonation like it said. So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a wheat beer with a little bit of like the German kind of Pilsner taste. And it's introducing a little more hops than you would with your typical kind of golden. Okay. If that makes sense. So maybe a tad more bitter? Yes. With that said, good good segue. I know I have you down here for a reason. Because the IBUs are 22. So it's almost like the cousin of, like, say, like an amber. So an amber beer is more, you know, I'd say, uh, I forget what the category is. It's like 18 to 20 maybe 30, 18 to 30 roughly for the category. So it's going to be in that neighborhood where you shouldn't hate it. Okay. <laughs> so Good enough let's for me. get the sound bite. Oh, man. That was great. All right. So pass me a glass and see what she looks like. So coming out, I don't know, out of the spout looks pretty dang clear. Good kind of head carbonation. The way you were talking this up, I thought it was going to be a lot less clear. Yeah. Uh, well, it says the stipulation unless filtered. So um, not knowing North Peak's, you know, process, they might run it through a filter, especially, you know, being canned and distributed throughout Michigan. They might. I mean, you could do it either way. But it looks like, yeah, they're they're not going for the unfiltered. You know, maybe they change that because unfiltered is just like the hottest kind of category with IPAs lately. So, you know, maybe they'll change it. Maybe they won't. But the way it's looking like this, it's it's really clear, really nice golden. So that segues us into look about the beer, not me. I mean, I know I'm a five, but I'm a scale of one to five, but the beer. Let's focus. The Let's beer focus. before the beer completely <laughs> ruined all of this. That is great. Are you ta- uh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a t-shirt. Oh my god. Oh, geez. beer before the beer. All right. All right. So what do we got? So taking a good look at taking a look at it. Look, one to five. What do you got? Mm, it looks like a wheat beer. Okay. What about overall color? It's got good head and lace on the top it looks like a tasty beer let's go with like a four and a half 
A four and a half. All right. I agree with you there. Because, you know, while you're kind of moving it around there, I mean, you look at the, the lace that's, you know, hanging out, the head's still pretty strong. You know, with this description of higher carbonation, you know, I can definitely see that. I think it's kind of dead on of what the category calls for. So I'm going to go 4.75 just based on category and look. I'm, it's it's matching up fairly good, fairly good. All right, next one, smell. Let's jam the nose. Ooh, I can definitely smell. I can smell the, the cherry. Oh, you, yes, yes. It's a good combination I mean, of what it's cherry light, and. But I can smell it. All right. So I'm getting that as well. In addition to that, I mean, definitely has that German. I mean, the Hefeweizen, you know, notes coming through, which is dead nuts on the description. Um, I'm going pretty high on that as well because with the category and the hint of cherry, I'm going, I'm going four and a half. I like it. Yeah, you can put me at four and a half too. All right. Four and a half, four and a half. Now the fun part, we go to taste. What do you got with this American pale wheat, Archangel summer wheat from North Peak Brewing Company, Traverse City. Oh, you need to go twice. What do you? What do you think? What do you? You're you're really going deep in thought. It's good. It does <laughs> kind of remind me of um. Not really. Well, kind of an IPA only with like a wheat and cherry twist to it. Really, it's you're definitely up a lot of higher. Hops? Yeah, it's definitely a higher hop content. See, for my beat, it's strong. I'm picking up more, like the cherry than the hops. I think it's more in the background. No, I mean, let's go to Sam Adams Cherry Wheat. Everybody's had that. That has a really strong cherry, almost a sweet flavor to it. This does not. You get yeah. like a, a a slight hint of cherry. And then a really strong, hoppy bite back to it. Okay, okay. It's not, maybe, I think our our uh, difference in opinion of IPAs. See, that's where I love IPAs, and I was drinking one earlier, so maybe that's what, maybe my palate's yeah, a little I'm different. Yeah, I'm not crazy about the heavy hops and the bitterness. So, um, I get it to you, that's going to be higher to me. It's, you know, a little more subtle. So, yeah, it hits me right away with it. Okay. And it's not bad. I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's pretty good. Um So I'm going to I'm going to give it a 4 on taste. 4.0. All right. Let me take one more sweet cuz I'm kind of digging it. Yeah, to me it's a little more balanced. Um the one thing though that uh, I'd knock it I don't know if I want to say knock it down, but it's something you know you're not a big IPA fan. I'm not a big cherry fan, like of natural. Like I actually, Sam Adams, I do like because it's more of a sweet. Yeah, you know, it's and I'm a not sure if that's all. I'm, I guess I've I've never dove into the recipe, but I'm guessing I don't know if it's some artificial, you know, cherry into that. I, I can't imagine that's all natural, but so that makes it really you know delicious. Where this one, it reminds me more of a natural cherry flavor, and it's almost a little drier to me. I don't know if that makes sense. It seems like the beer is a little dry with that the cherry added. So, yeah, I can see where you're going with that. So I'm going to like, go... It's more like a cough syrup cherry flavor than when you drink a Sam yeah. Adams and that's more of a sweet cherry flavor. I'm going to match you though on taste. So you're, you're, you're going to... Yeah, you're dinging it and I'm dinging it. For a little, you know, different reasons, but at the same time, it brings us, I think, both to a four. So over next one, not overall yet, we're going to feel. So take another swig of the North Peak Brewing Company Archangel Summer Wheat. Uh, and what do you got for feel? 
there's a strong carbonation to it. And as I'm looking at the glass, there is still a ton of oh, bubbling it's, it's going on. It's a party in there. It's a party in there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I'm not super crazy about beers that um, have such a strong carbonation to oh, it. Oh, I'm with you on that. Yeah, it, I don't like to drink them. Um, so I'm going to go with the feel is like a three and a half. 3.5. All right. I am agreeing with everything you're saying. I, um, I'm with you on the carbonation. That's just perf- personal preference. I'm going to go maybe one tick higher because it actually is, you know, part of the category. But it is a little more to the forefront. So I'm going to go 3.75 for feel. So next, you give the overall. What do you think for overall? So with the beer, the color, I mean, summarize the whole thing. Look, smell, taste, feel. Overall, where in the hell did the can go? Even the can up here. I, I, even, I include everything. I know maybe you shouldn't do that for you know, how it's presented, but I go with the whole thing when I, when I rate beer. So, uh, overall, what do you think? Staring at the can? So the can describes it as Michigan cherries, crisp and clean. And I would use the word crisp to describe it. I mean, that kind of goes along with the carbonation of it. Um, it's not a bad beer. I mean, it's pretty much what I expect from North Peak. So I'm going to go with a 4.25 overall. 4.25 overall. All right. So I'm going to take a look too. I mean, I love the traditional can that North Peak, you know, has, how they present it. It says Michigan cherries are picked up north to make this beer. So I dig that. We go up for the national cherry festival maybe there's a little it's skewed a little bit you know for our love for uh traverse city and north peak let me go one more you know one more swig um i'm I'm digging it It, you know something with the cherry the, the the just the finish i don't know i just can't put my i think it's you know has that really dry natural cherry kind of finish with no sweetener and so that you know i'm I'm not a fan of, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go solid, four point zero. So, let's summarize the scores. So, what I have for look is four point seven five. For smell, I have four point five. For taste, I have four point zero. For feel, I have three point seven five, and for overall, I have a four. For a total score of 21. So let's go to Ashley. A-bomb. For look, I have a 4.5. Smell, 4.5. Taste, 4.0. Feel, 3.5. And my overall was 4.25. For a total of? 20.75. All right. So we got a 21, a 20.75. That puts us fairly close. So we go 21 divided by 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Gives us, or gives me an average of 4.2, which going to the site of beeradvocate.com ranks it exceptional. So going with Ashley's ranking, hers is a 4.15, which also categorizes it as an exceptional so with that said would you, do you agree the overall you give this exceptional man is a strong word that is a strong word i would rather go with the category below that which is just very good yeah i kind of i kind of agree i think i know, mean individually be... there were some things you know that that the category it matched with the category like i think maybe uh you know we heavy loaded and I, and we did actually uh, with look and smell. Yeah. That's before you dive into the beer. So look and smell, though, is correct with the category. So we got to be honest. It just, but then when we started getting to the back end of the ranking, it, it, it kind of averaged itself out. 
That's what he did. And I think, yeah, I'd give it a very good. We gave exceptional, but either way, it's a good beer to pick up because it is distributed throughout Michigan. So, I, I mean, I picked this up here in Midland. It was they, $1.99 a can. That's not bad. Yeah, not too bad. Actually, I picked that one up, and then I picked up uh, Fresh Coast IPA, and that was actually my beer before the beer. Um, you know, and that was, you know, that was very good. So I am, and I, I think I mentioned it in the, you know, in the news portion of the podcast, that I, I am now a fan of North Peak. Probably 10 years ago, I thought... You know, they, they're a little more bitter. I'm not sure if my palate changed or their recipes changed. But we have came together and uh, formed a relationship. <laughs> so, moving on, we got a, our next beer. Which is the, let's see, New Belgian Fat Tire uh, Belgium White. So, alcohol, 5.2%. And going to their website, uh, they started in 1988 uh, with our, so this is from their website, our aspiring young brew or home brewer rides his mountain bike with fat tires through European villages, famous for beer. New Belgium Brewing Company was but a glimmer in his eye or basement. So for Jeff, oh boy, might need a little help from the. La la l e b e s c h, Labash. Go Labash, would return to Fort Collins, Colorado, with an imagination full of recipes and a handful of ingredients, ready to embark on a whole new journey. So New Belgium, you know, is a nationally distributed beer. So that's what I like to do on the craft beer news and reviews podcast. Is go Michigan, then go national, bro. What do you think, bro? Huh? I've had Fat Tire before, so I'm expecting for it to be a good beer. Ah, and we have different glasses. Let's let's switch out. So this new Belgium is, again, a Belgian wit beer, uh, referencing beeradvocate.com. Let's do the sound. Not bad. All right. Let's... Kick that over. Oh, there goes a pen. I think I drop that thing every week. Ooh, man. So pouring it out for the A-bomb. Holy shit, I gave you too much. Okay. That's quite all right. <laughs> That's my plan. And <laughs> All right, now let's go with mine. Oh, man, I gave myself like half. All right, let's look at yours. Let's swap them out. Going over. Put it up to the light. Kind of a little little haze, a little kind of white golden to me, I guess, as we start going into the first category of look. What do you think? What do you got? Yeah, it's really light in color. It's hazy, and I don't see a ton of carbonation, but it could be because it's hazy. Ah, it's got nice, yeah. nice head, nice lace. Okay, so... Um, before we rank, I guess let's let's just dive into the Belgian wit beer. All right, with this category, let's dive into what a Belgian wit beer is. Belgian in origin, this unfiltered style of ale is pale and cloudy in appearance due to the high level of wheat and sometimes oats used in the mash. Always spiced, generally with coriander, orange peel, and occasionally other spices and herbs in the background, the crispness and slight tang comes from the wheat and the lively level of carbonation. This is one style that many U.S. brewers have taken a liking to and have done a very good job of staying to style. Sometimes served with a lemon, order one without a garnish if you truly want to enjoy the untainted subtleties of the style, often referred to as white beers, Whip beerin due to the cloudiness created by yeast in suspension. Nice. All right. So typically with this style, the ABV is 4% to 7. IBUs range from 10 to 20. And the glassware, we haven't dove into, but they recommend a tulip. Oh, interesting. All right. So 
Uh, with that said, going back, the ABV for this, it's in the range. It's 5.2. Its availability, they say, is rotating from New Belgium. All right. So let's dive into that first category of look. Hold this puppy up. We're, again, we rank 1, or I guess 0 to 5, based on uh, the Beer Advocate ranking. Um, and yeah, to me it's it has a little bit of haze, almost cloudy. And it has, it's not golden, it's almost, it has a white, so it's kind of going in that category. Yeah, I'm going to go with a 4. It's got a good look to it. Yeah, I'm 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 with you there. It, it it matches that you know that category, you know carbonation has kind of died off, you know a little bit, um, but not a bad looking beer. I'm gonna match you, and go for. So next is smell. What do we got with this new Belgian, uh, Belgian white from fat or I guess fat tire Belgian white from New Belgium. Oh, you're getting in there. To me, it it smells like a really nice wheat beer, and mm -hmm. I can totally see putting a lemon in this. Exactly. I thought the same thing. That that, smell that would is coming pair through. perfectly. And that could be, you know, you have, you know, I I'm guessing in this style of beer, like they mentioned, is that coriander. I've used that. You can go with orange, or you know, maybe they put lemon peel on this, but it definitely has that coming through. The citrusy. Yes. Flavors. And the smell. I love the smell, so I'm going to go with 4.75. 4.75, damn. This is my kind of beer, though. Goddamn. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go just slightly lower at 4.5. I do like what I'm smelling. I don't know. It's it's it, it's pretty good. So moving on, we'll go with taste. This is, this is where the Big Dogs play. Can it live up? To this appearance and smell yeah i really like it um i'm surprised that it's not overwhelmingly carbonated it kind of has a full thick taste to it would you agree yeah it, it is it it's uh yeah like the mouth feels a mm -hmm. little more than i was expecting based on color you know just based on appearance right it's uh you know color carbonation because the bubbles are kicking around but but um, you don't get that when you right. take your first sip, and I really like that. It's very smooth. I like it. Yeah, it's, I'm happy with it. It says summertime, but it's not your foofy summer beer. It is, it's a craft beer. Right, it's not like a summer shandy, um, but I could see if you added a lemon to this, it would kick up the flavor a lot. Oh, I think it'd complement it pretty good. So taste, what do you got? Zero to five. Let's go uh, four and a half. I don't want to like be too overly biased because this is definitely the kind of beer that I would drink. Okay. Um, but no, I think for the style and everything, it's really traditional. All right. Yeah, it's you. Uh, you mentioned that lemon. I just see a lemon on the side of this and making it even better. Now I want a lemon. I <laughs> So I am gonna go. I mean, for this style, it's it's man, it's dead on. I'm gonna go four seven five. I'm digging it. It's comparing it to what a Belgian wit beer is. It's right on point. Next is feel. We talked about it a little bit, but what is your overall impression? It has like a, a thick, smooth feel to it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. There's some body to it. It's just not a thin. Like almost a little bit of a foamy feel. I mm. don't know if you get that, but ah. Like okay. a little bit of like the malt feel to it. Ah, so actually with this, with this style of beer, when sometimes you add like, say if this one has oats, which is in the category, oh, that's where I that see comes where you're from. Oh, I going with this, yep. Yes. So you're on point. It's just, uh, you know, Ashley, Obi-Wan Ashley. She <laughs> sees the future. <laughs> or the, I don't know. He doesn't know. The beer before the beer has completely ruined this I, kid I really for the whole was, night. I thought I was on to something Done. Else. Oh, I'm going to give myself a, a drum roll. Oh, boy. Jokes that aren't completed. All right, so feel? It's been a long day. Feel, what do you got? Um, Let's go with like a 
2.75. I'd say it's oh, right there where it should be. You're pushing your chips all in. I'm pushing my chips all in. You better watch out. <laughs> I'm going I'm going four and a half. I, I, I do dig it. We're just taking turns, adding a quarter and taking a quarter away <laughs> the whole <laughs> way through. Like, we're just cheating on a we math don't know test what right to now. Do. Yeah. <laughs> all we right. don't know what we're doing. But this... Where it sets it apart, sets our rankings apart, maybe. I'm just full of shit. Overall, the beer, the presentation, the label, uh, it, the category, again, Belgian wit beer. It is in its category. The IBUs are really low. Again, the ABV, it's dead nuts at 5.2. Um, you know, online it says 4 to 7%. 7% seems a little high for this style, but... Um, you know, it's it's right in there. It's right in the heart of it at five. You know, five point two. Uh, I I like the beer overall. I think this is a perfect time of year to start dabbling in these. They're gonna start releasing more and more, or pretty much every brewery will. Um, the one thing, I mean, I won't ding it on here, but just for overall, like I'm not a fan of the presentation of the bottle. You know, because they keep pumping you know fat tire than it's small letters of Belgian wheat. When this is a, a Belgian wit beer, and it looks very similar, it almost just looks like a rebranding of the, you know, like their amber fat tire. So that's the only thing I'd, I'd like to see just a little different, differentiate this beer, make it its own. But that I'll leave out of it. It's just kind of my opinion. But overall, I am really liking the beer. You know, it has a really strong, you know, uh, citrus peel you know, flavor to it and the spices. It's it's pretty balanced. Uh, the, I mean, those do come to the forefront, so that's where, um, you know, I, I do dig it, but I can't give it a total five because it is, you know, almost a little too much in the forefront. But that sounds negative, so I don't even want to say that. So I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. That's what I'm going to go with also is a 4.5. All right, so 4.5. From Ashley. So, to summarize, I have a 4 for look, 4.5 for smell, for taste I have a 4.75, for feel I have a 4.5, for overall I have a 4.5, for an average of whoa, yeah, an average of whoa, 4.45. So, let's go with Ashley. So what do you got? For look, I had four. For smell, I had 4.75. Taste was 4.5. Feel was 4.75. And my overall was 4.5. All right. And so with now with this beer, you edged me out just a little bit. It's a little higher. You had a solid 4.5 on the button. So going back to... Beer Advocate, the the site has it at 3.72 out of 5, and that was with 348 uh, ratings. We are, I mean, well above that in the mid fours, which gives this beer, ooh. So mine, my 4.45 gives it an outstanding. A-Bombs 4.5 gives it world class. And, you know, the last beer we were kind of like, exceptional seems strong. Honestly, with this one, I don't mind saying it's outstanding. I don't know. It's, it's, it has that nice summer feel. It's really good. It's, it's, it's almost 100% balanced to me. I, I, I'm really digging this beer. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like maybe I was a little biased with it because it's my style of beer that I would drink. But, okay. yeah, I really like it. Yeah, it's the neighborhood. I mean, you had four and a half. And that's where world class starts is 4.50. So it's just you're ticking there, but it's a good beer. I mean, we can't we can't argue it. It is what it is. We do this blind, and as we go, we just add it up at the end and and kind of wing it because you know we're new to this and we're just a married an old married couple sitting in a basement with a microphone in our face, <laughs> <laughs> just talking beer but having fun, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm having a little more fun because I've had beer before the beer. He did the beer. beer before the beer, so. All right, so. Still mad about that. 
<laughs> so I guess that is it for this week's podcast. Uh, we had some really good news on the front end, and of course, I this is my favorite time is when we get to sit down and have beers together because with what two kids that is far and in, in between is that the thing is that how you say it far far and in between what are you talking there's about? a saying a saying far far and in between is that what we have a seven and a four-year-old i'm not really sure what he's getting at <laughs> no but we have when we go out on date nights it's, it's far and few between no Boom! few and far between what did i oh Okay, that. That is what I meant. So that's where it's pretty fun, it's pretty fun when we come down here because it's almost like a hidden date night. Oh, boy. Yeah. So anyway. Everyone sees just how lucky I am. Boom. I don't know. You better. He's taken. Yep. You Ladies, blocking, watch out. Going on a social media uh, rampage of uh blockage and say no no he's all mine ladies you better you better check yourself before you wreck it wreck yourself (laughs) i'm gonna take him (laughs) off the air at this point but i think that's gonna save everybody a little bit the good thing though is now i am the garbage disposal i get to well i guess drink one of the beers i'm I'm thinking you're drinking the rest of this belgian yeah i think i want the belgian that one's mine in the world of Ashley. I'm going to eat some Pringles and watch some <laughs> Netflix and finish my half a beer. All right. So I guess with that said, this is it. This is the end. I think I tried to end it. So I, I tried to ramble. Yeah. All right. That was fun. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, goodbye. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. <laughs>